So what happens when you take a dedicated group of volunteer PMEA members and match that up with the need to uh, triage some instruments and some sheet music? But what happens is PMEA's first ever day of service. And we'll tell you about that on today's PMEA's Take Note podcast presented by the Slippery Rock University Music Department. Spitakis, PMEA's Director of Public and Government Affairs. Thanks for joining us on uh, today's PMEA's Take Note podcast presented by the Slippery Rock University Music Department. Uh, so last month in July, uh, we held the PMEA uh, Summer Conference virtually, um, but we did have an in-person board meeting for PMEA in Reading, Pennsylvania. So while we were there, we thought, let's do something different and uh, let's, let's kind of give back to the community. So we partnered up with the Reading Musical Foundation for PMEA's first ever day of service. And uh, we're gonna be talking about that today, but before we do that, we want to show you what happened while we were in Reading with a great dedicated group of PMEA volunteers. Take a look. Mix the expertise of PMEA leaders and the desire to create more music makers, and you have the ingredients for PMEA's first ever day of service. Coming out of the pandemic, one of the things that we have really been working on is just getting kids playing with kids again. They've been, you know, doing everything on their own for so long. Uh, they've been behind a computer screen that for so many students who started an instrument in the last two years, that magic of playing in a group, they haven't experienced it yet. Um, so we've really been pushing to try and make sure that kids have access to those kinds of programs. This summer's PMEA Board of Directors meeting was held in Reading, Pennsylvania. That meant PMEA leaders from across Pennsylvania would be in town for the first in-person meeting since the summer of 2019. And that also opened up an opportunity for a new project called the PMEA Day of Service. So we're coming together, which is extremely exciting, and even better is that we're coming in the backyard of the PMEA office, which is located just about 30 minutes north of here in Hamburg. And what a great opportunity to come to Reading and help the Reading Musical Foundation go through all these instruments and just give them um, give them help with experienced individuals. I mean, it's great to utilize our strengths as PMEA members in a project that um, you know translates into instruments for kids. We are a nonprofit organization focused on music education, music appreciation, and music performance in Berks County. So we support local music organizations, we support students directly, we support our school music programs um, by you know scholarships for students, instruments for students, advocacy efforts and trying to make sure that the, the fine ensembles that we have today and the quality of the music teachers we have continue to go on and on. In a few hours, PMEA members helped to sort and triage 117 instruments, saving the staff of the Reading Musical Foundation time, all with the goal of getting more kids making music. What they're doing is basically triaging and inventorying our uh, Operation Replay a collection of instruments that have been donated over the years. Uh, I mentioned to the group that we're, we will be logging our 2,000 instrument donation by the end of the year. 
And right now, uh, we have, we, we know that there's going to be a big influx of uh, requests from teachers and students come fall because a lot of beginners didn't start last year during the pandemic that we want to make sure that we have everything inventoried so when we get a call for a, uh, a clarinet or a, a snare drum or whatever it happens to be that we're able to provide it within you know immediately 24 hours at least that, that we can get it in, in their hands we provide these instruments uh, free to our Berks County students so in essence when we're looking at them we're determining if they are in playing condition or if they need some repairs, either minor or major. So several of the instruments that we've seen have been in really good shape, some need a little TLC. In addition to triaging instruments, one of the other things happening here today was triaging music. Lots and lots of boxes of music were sorted today so that this music can get into the hands of students in Berks County. We as music educators really love doing this. We love to see put music, put instruments in these children's hands. And so I, I, I'm so thrilled that, and, and we hope to do this, we want to continue this project. Someone want to dump this in the cabinet? Yeah. Oh, it's a great idea. I mean, all these things are going out to help the kids of Berks County. You know, kids get their own instruments free, basically, and as Mike said, they get them, and once it's theirs, it's theirs. I truly enjoy the concept love doing service and it's really exciting today to work with future music educators so we're very very happy that they've joined us also. Some of those future music educators came from music service learning, a group formed just over a year ago with the goal of impacting music education through collaboration. I mean we really came out of the beginning of COVID uh, so there are a lot of people here that I haven't actually seen in person uh, so it's been a great opportunity to actually be able to like see some faces that you only seen through Zoom and um, actually being able to engage with other people uh, within the community with uh, PMEA and uh, we're, we're all together uh, bonding over music and looking at all these artifacts and saying like hey what can be used and, and what should be going in museums uh, because we have a lot of really really cool stuff we're looking through. Yeah. This first day of service certainly won't be the last. The impact on Berks County students will be felt in the short term but the impact on PMEA and PMEA members will last longer than this day. It's a great opportunity for our organization to become more involved in the community it gives us a great opportunity to really put our skills to work. What we do could be done elsewhere in the state and I think some people might take, take the ideas that we have here and uh, some of the grant ideas, scholarship ideas, uh, operation replay ideas back to their own, own uh, territory. So it's a win-win. So you can learn more about the work that we did uh, for the Reading Musical Foundation uh, and what they do by visiting readingmusicalfoundation.org. Uh, the website is on your screen now. And, and uh, joining me now to talk a little bit more about what we did at the PMEA Day of Service is Carrie Schultz, the president of the Reading Musical Foundation, who you saw in that uh, video clip where we kind of just landed and took over their offices. Uh, Carrie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And my biggest question is, when are you guys all going to come back? Well, okay. All right. See, she's putting us on the spot right away. Well, we are coming back next year. Next year's uh, the 2022 summer, PMEA Summer Conference will be in Reading. So uh, 
folks, mark your calendars for that already because we do plan to do another day of service while we're out there. Um, and actually, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, Carrie, I want to get your reaction uh, to the day and PMEA being out there uh, and, and doing our first ever day of service with you. So, I mean, for, for us, Mark, it was wonderful to have you and your team here. And, you know, when we really kind of calculate out the, the manpower hours, it was essentially, you know, more than 80 hours of, you know, what, what would have normally been staff time for us that was concentrated into just a, a couple of, of real-time hours. So, you know, two weeks worth of work got accomplished in that, in that half day, which was just incredible for us, you know, and a lot of the, you know, sorting the sheet music and, and things that absolutely are going to, to make the process of distributing that sheet music a lot easier for us. But it's not something that, you know, we, we've been able to get to over the last year. So now we're in a position where we can easily distribute that sheet music. Our instruments have been triaged, so we know exactly what we have going into the fall, what needs to be repaired, the level of the repair that it's going to need, whether or not it's something that a, a teacher can handle, you know, or whether we have to send it out for service. So it was just such a huge help for us to be able to kick off the school year strong. Uh, yeah, and and just the 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 passion in the room that that your folks had, our folks had. I mean, I did, it was just infectious. I think we were all kind of uh, of feeding off of each other and and the excitement. Um, and one of the really neat things is you're located in Goggle Works, uh, which is is a center for the arts uh, there in Reading. And there's a there's a few other music related organizations there. And one of our thoughts is potentially next year when we come for the conference, you know, we'll 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 drop in and help the Reading Musical Foundation, but see who else might be willing uh, to to take some PMEA assistance because uh, it's really Goggleworks is a, is just an awesome place to to visit uh, to begin with. So that would be kind of a pitch. But um, I, I'm just kind of curious, kind of as a, a little sidebar, what is it like to work in that environment with all of these wonderful arts groups, kind of all under the same roof? Well, it's, it's makes collaboration very easy and it's just right at our fingertips that if we have an idea, I can just literally pop down the hall and talk to Burke's Arts or Reading Choral Society or Burke's Youth Chorus. You know, we're all right at each other's disposal, you know, if we need something, you know, and just little things as well, you know, that, that sometimes you don't think of, but we're all, we're all small offices. We don't have that many staff members. So if one office is, you know, on vacation and we need someone to, to grab our mail or packages, it just makes it such a nice working environment and keeps all of our organizations close to each other. For sure. Uh, talk a little bit about if you would, and you talked about it in, in the, the video that we saw, but um, you know, what's the elevator speech of what Reading Musical Foundation is? So RMF has been around for 95 years. We're celebrating our 95th anniversary this year. And in short, we advance and advocate for music education and appreciation. So anything you can imagine that falls under that umbrella we're here for that. We, we do our work by supporting music performing organizations, music education organizations. We have our own education programs in-house. We have an, a very extensive scholarship program that provides more than $200,000 in scholarship awards for Berks County students. Uh, we have a music education advisor on staff whose sole responsibility is to you know, collect data from our public school 
uh, music programs as well as be that important liaison between us uh, and all of the public school districts. Um, and so, you know, we, we started off being, you know, basically a, a funder of music uh, presenting organizations in Berks County back in the 20s and have evolved and transformed into this very comprehensive uh, music, you know, organization that really focuses on education uh, as well as the, the performance side of music. And I, I imagine just really a wonderful community partner, but, uh, you know, more specific, a school partner. Uh, you're, you're not competing for students, you're helping music education happen in schools. Yeah, yeah. And most of our work is done, you know, at the student level, at the scholarships, the operation replay instruments. Um, certainly, we, we, you know, consider ourselves to be a support system for teachers, but we don't fund school districts directly. You know, we'll, we'll provide, um, you know, any sort of um, you know, financial support, you know, for the students directly. And then when it comes to the teachers, you know, anything we can do to help organize, help advocate, you know, um, whether it's mobilizing parents and administrators, you know, we're, we're here for that. Um, but we do not fund school districts directly. So Mike made this great point at the end of that, that video story uh, that we had about, you know, this, this is something that really could be replicable uh, across the state as people see this and say, boy, I'd love to have this in our area. I mean, I'd be curious for you to talk a little bit about, you know, what the model is, is it replicable? Um, and, and, and how, I mean, maybe how would something like that even happen? Yeah, so then the digging that we've done, there's one organization in Texas that is somewhat similar to us where they provide grant support to organizations and they have a scholarship program for students. Um, there's Music for Everyone in Lancaster, which is you know a, a smaller form of RMF on the um, supporting music programs and projects in the Lancaster community. I don't think they've started a scholarship program. Um, but I would expect that, that that might happen, you know, in, in, in the near future. Um, but when it comes to replicating the model of RMF, it, it would be easy. You know, it's, it's, we're not uh, rocket scientists here. We're just very passionate about music and music education, um, you know, and, and certainly starting on that smaller scale, like what we saw uh, with Music for Everyone, you know, about 10 years ago, now they've really started to um, expand their resources and provide a lot of programs, not just in the city of Lancaster, but you know, they're starting to, to branch out into the entire county. Um, so certainly we, we have seen you know, what, what RMF does happen in other communities. Um, if I had to pick one thing that I would like to see replicated in other communities, it's the data collection that we do on our public school uh, music programs. I mean, over the last seven years, we've been able to track the number of students who participate, you know, the number of teachers, uh, the types of classes and programs, whether it's, you know, curricular, co-curricular, extracurricular. So we're able to see kind of that, that long-term history of how these programs have been um, organized and how you know, they're taking place in all of our school districts. So as changes are made or as changes are proposed, we're able not just to compare districts to themselves, but districts to each other um, to see, you know, what we uh, can possibly, you know, be the best advocates that we can be. Um, an example of this, one of the things that Mike tracked for us a couple years ago is there's no state requirement to the number of 
uh, minutes that students receive general music class instruction. So that's at the discretion of each school district. So the school districts have to offer it in elementary school, but there's no minimum or maximum, you know, instruction time connected to that. So we wanted to see, you know, is that an issue that there might be some, you know, uh, equity issues across Berks County or does one district have far exceed another district when it comes to the amount of time that students have in their music classes. So Mike tracked it. Um, and so what we found was there were a lot of variances grade to grade between school districts, but when you total everything from first to sixth grade across Berks County, the difference is very, very small. So, you know, certainly there, there wasn't a big call to action around that, but at least we now have that number and we're able now, you know, we can go back in a couple of years and see if there's been any changes to it. And if there is, you know, we can address it at that time. Um, so it just, you know, anytime you have information like that, it's just such an incredible tool um, for music advocates. You know, uh, talking about data, that's certainly been something we've been at PMEA have been looking at for years and how do we kind of get a lot of that really granular data that you have been able to get. But, you know, when there's 500 districts in a state, that's complicated. Uh, and getting that data, which some of it might be at the Pennsylvania Department of Education, but, but getting it in a usable form has been very complicated and and we've made some small strides but uh, I think the what what's just so wonderful about how you've done it is because you have created these partnerships with schools in so many other things that you have done this natural evolution is okay hey we have some questions for you on some data will you be willing to provide it to us and of course they're willing to provide it to you because you're such a community partner for them I think that's just that's just incredible uh, that you all have been able to do that. Yeah. And we're also, I mean, we're so careful about the data that we collect. Um, we do not share it outside of our organization. You know, we might provide some kind of overall reports, um, but it's not something like if one superintendent reached out to us and requested something, you know, that that's not something that we would share beyond RMF. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons also why, you know, teachers are so willing to share it with us because they know that we're not, you know, going to do anything that, that could possibly cause a problem. Right. And, and yeah, I mean, you've built up that trust over time, uh, for sure. So, uh, Carrie, I, I thank you for letting us uh, drop in on you last month and bring our folks there and, and taking some time to talk today. Uh, ReadingMusicalFoundation.org. Folks can donate, can learn more about what you're doing and, and be in touch, right? Absolutely. And I would say if there are any other, you know, communities or counties out there who are looking at possibly starting a data collection program, I mean, we, you know, we're more than willing to discuss, you know, and, and share templates and things like that. We would love to see this, you know, done on a statewide or a regional scale. Because um, selfishly, it helps us, right? If we're able to not only just compare districts within our own county, but look at other counties and, and see, you know, uh, best practices and lessons learned uh, outside our area. So, and again, a huge thank you from all of us at RMF for you guys swarming in and, you know, taking over our conference room and our bathroom and it can't wait to have you back. We, we loved it and, uh, and we'll be back for sure. Uh, again, Carrie, thanks for taking some time uh, to, to talk to us and to all of you. Thank you for joining us on today's uh, Take Note podcast presented by the Slippery Rock University Music Department. We will see you next time.